The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter or the stuff is bought. It's the way you think, not what you got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash freebook and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. It's season 19. I can't believe it. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Hey, hey, hey. 19. Hey, 19. I know. Hey, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you always have the great song references. <laughs> You're so awesome that way. Well, we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show, as well as kick off National Financial Literacy Month. I can't believe it's April again. It came up so fast. It seems like we just started working together last summer, and then like, bam. I started in June or something. Yeah, you started in, in, in yeah, after that after with that. us. But this is your third season with Unlock yeah. Your Wealth Radio. Yeah. So I'm having a blast. We're kicking ass. We're t- Oops, can I say that? I, I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not terrestrial, right? Right, yeah. So we're good. Maybe you can say ass on terrestrial, too. I think you can. Yeah. Like those morning shows get away with quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So would you like to know what's on today's show? I'd love to. Okay. Well, today's key, we're starting all over with a brand new season. So we're starting at the very beginning. So our first key in our Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series is acceptance and affirmation. Our Moolah Word of the Day has to do with National Financial Literacy Month. And since the timing is right, being April, we are going to help you spring clean your finances. Ooh, get all the cobwebs out. Throw away the clothes that don't fit. All that good stuff. We also have a trivia question where you can win fabulous prizes. And it's always based on a previous show. So last week's show from last season, it was Become a Voracious Reader. So we're going to have a great trivia question on that. As well, our featured guest today, I'm so excited. We have ClearPoint Credit Counseling Representative Thomas Nietzsche. And I'm so excited because he is a big financial educator as well as a credit counselor. And he's in charge of all of the promotion and media. So we'll get to meet with him a bit later and learn all about how you can identify if you have trouble and how to raise your hand and say, help and I need some, and please help me now. So he's going to give you tips to help you get there when it comes to figuring out the mess you might have made of your finances, and that's perfect for our first show of the season. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Now, Insiders Club members enter automatically in our weekly giveaways, but if you are not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, all you have to do is answer today's trivia question correctly. 
And today's trivia question is... Based on last week's show, Become a Voracious Reader, we talked about what reading great writing does for you, and we gave you several things. All you have to do is name one of those several things to win. So you can win one of three ways. You can call in, chat in, or email in to win. If you want to call in, that's real simple. It's 1-866-966-9420. That's 1-866-966-9420. And if the line is busy, feel free to keep calling back until you get a line or a way to leave a message. And if you do leave a message with the right answer, also leave us contact info so we can get you your prize. So uh, you can win by visiting the chat room. And hi, I'm here. Come visit. And uh, we would love to have your potential right answer. But if you are listening from a podcast, perhaps from iTunes, and you're not listening live, you too can still win. All you have to do is send us an email to trivia at uywradio.com. That's trivia at uywradio.com. And if you have no idea what the answer is, don't worry. Everyone can still walk away a winner. For you, listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just visit our website for more details. So I mentioned because of the time of year, wouldn't it be great if we learned how to spring clean our finances? So spring cleaning the finances is as important as spring cleaning your home or work or wherever. As the flowers begin to blossom and the temperature continues to rise, our eagerness to spring clean the house is in full swing. But don't forget the most important area to dust, your finances. Your budget and spending habits could always use a little bit of cleaning up, and what better time to do this than during spring cleaning season? Let's take a look at how you might be able to dust off those extra expenses and save for a rainy day. You know, this kind of reminds me of Stephen Covey's first habit, or, well, it's one of his habits. It's not his first habit, uh, because his first habit, I think, is seek first to understand, then be understood. Mm -hmm. And after that, I don't remember the order. But in his seven habits of highly effective people, you know, you got to sharpen the saw. So kind of spring cleaning is that sort of, okay, getting back to basics, getting rid of the clutter, you know, like your annual set point. So if you don't do that at the beginning of the year, I do it at my birthday because it's so close to the end of the year. That way I can give myself a couple of, I have a couple more months to just give it that little oomph to make sure if I didn't catch my goals by my birthday, I still got a little bit more time left. So this can be your annual sharpen the saw for springtime, spring cleaning, National Financial Literacy Month. So first, the biggest thing you should do is get rid of the clutter. Clean any expenses that are unnecessarily dragging you down. Some examples are subscriptions to magazines or other services you rarely or never use. Pricey cable subscriptions. Do you really need a 300-channel package when you only watch 10? you got a smile on your face. <laughs> you, know, you know, they design these packages, though, so you got to, you know. You, like you feel like because you, you know, everybody has to, quote, get a deal. Yeah. Well, the, the, you know, it's, if you want to watch a sports show, mm -hmm. you have to buy 300, 300 channels to get that sports show. It's, 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 it's sort of, they sort of market it in a way that's, 
They should do it a la carte, though. They should create an a la carte thing. Pick your 10 channels. Because, you know, that's the one thing that drives me nuts is my husband has to sit there, and he complains there's not enough channels. There's never anything on. And I'm like, there's plenty on. You just don't want to watch it. There's a difference. There's a difference. Um, Another thing is uh, that evil gym membership. Oh, yeah. You know, so... um, Convenience fees, other charges. If you're not going to the gym, why bother? Yeah. Save the money. You know, think about it. You know, um, I moved and I thought, oh, well, you know, if I ever travel, you know, I'll use it when I travel because I travel for business. But then most of the places I stay have gyms or I can walk the stairs. That's what I usually wind up doing. It's kind of cathartic. I just put on, you know, the music and three miles. Yeah, I just usually climb the stairs of the hotel because it's in the building. I feel like it's safer there. I won't get lost. Does your phone have a, uh, a, a music program? A walking app? Did you get one of the walking apps? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, so I have, yeah, so I, I got my pedometer. It goes with yeah. my watch thing, how too. How many calories you burn? I mean, it's- yeah, I got all of that. So, you know, and the app was free. Yeah. You know, so. Makes one, I think. Yeah. Oh, there's all sorts of them. Yeah. And and so you know, free is good. Free my is good. my my second favorite F word. <laughs> second, manage your recurring payments. When you have regularly recurring payments, it's easy to set and forget. And that's what a lot of retailers want you to do. So analyze the cost when you first sign up, and then see if you keep paying that same amount out of habit or because you're actually using it. Take a good look at all of these ongoing payments and make sure that you are still getting a solid deal. Some of those things are cell phone plans, car insurance, homeowners or renters insurance, and multiple policy discounts. Are you maximizing all of the the benefits of discounts by bundling your policies or not? The next thing you need to do is review your budget. Being in the second quarter of the year, your New Year's goals might need a little bit of adjusting. Unexpected expenses might have come up over the past three months, so now is the time to get your money mind back on track. Or perhaps you've earned more, so that means you can stash more. That never occurs to people. Spending more is what usually occurs. As your income rises, so too do your expenses. Also, you know, Take a look at savings that we can automate because one of the things that we have, as we know, with brain-based financial literacy is how do we get ahead of ourselves? Because we're thinking in right now and we'll do that painful thing like savings later and later never comes because when later gets here, it's not later anymore. It's now. (laughs) So automate your savings by maxing out your 401k plans or any type of retirement plans and have it out of the paycheck before you see it. See, before you get your gritty little paws on it, you remember that? You know, did you ever hear that? Like mom would bake cookies or whatever, and you'd come running in from playing, and you'd like try to reach for, get your gritty little paws. <laughs> Go wash your hands. So start your, automate your savings and keep your gritty little paws off it. <laughs> and then finally, check your credit score. It's an important step that so many people neglect. I mean, when was the last time that you checked your credit? You can do it for free annually, but who remembers? So National Financial Literacy Month is a great time to automate that. So uh, that's it for Minutes on Your Money. We have acceptance and affirmation, our first key in the keys to riches, our moolah word of the day, and Thomas Nietzsche, our special guest on our financial literacy celebration for National Financial Literacy Month and the kickoff of Season 19 of Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. 
What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio Season 19 kickoff. Woohoo! I am she, your maven of moolah, Heather Wagonhalls, with your moolah word of the day. And today's moolah word is a pair, first off, so it's not just one word, it's, it's two words. Financial literacy. And financial literacy is possessing the knowledge necessary to understand com- concepts related to finance. These ideas may include balancing a checkbook, understanding interest rates, employee benefits, or how the stock market works. That's much different than our definition of financial literacy. But we here not only understand it, but we worked for the application of that knowledge because we already know to spend less and save more. Brain-based financial literacy is a little different because it's understanding the biological nuances that's built into our DNA so we can effectively manage our finances. So how's that? That's my editorial embellishment. Works for me, yeah. Good. Yay! So that's it for your moolah word of the day. I am so glad you stopped by and took part in it. Uh, So it's important because this is National Financial Literacy Month. And it's okay to not know. And we'll talk more about this when we get to our acceptance and affirmation key. But it's okay to not know what to do with your money. Yeah, I didn't didn't know. It's okay. You know, but once you accept that, and that's what we're going to get into in this week's key, then you have the power to do something about it. And we'll talk all about that. After our fabulous guest, because I'm so excited we have Thomas Nietzsche on the show. Thomas Nietzsche is the Senior Media Relations Coordinator for ClearPoint Credit Counseling Solutions. He's responsible for creating mission-focused educational content featured on local and national media, for responding to all interview requests and coordinating televised Ask a Credit Counselor phone banks. 
A former ClearPoint counselor himself, he maintains his certification as a credit counselor and financial educator through the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. He is also a graduate of the Neighborhood Leadership Academy at the University of Missouri, St. Louis, and he serves on local housing and unbanked task forces as well as on national initiatives such as Money Smart Week and Secure Your ID Day. And his background includes retail financial services, collections, and mortgage servicing. And I love this because there is no relation, I'm sure, but, you know, Frederick Nietzsche, what does not kill me makes me stronger. So let's talk with Thomas and see what he can share with us about becoming financially literate. And uh, so let's get started, shall we? Welcome to the show, Thomas. It's so great to have you on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. This is such an important month when we think in terms of financial literacy, and it's great that we have a whole month to celebrate it. And you, being a credit expert, it's important that we pay attention to what we're doing financially because how we behave with our credit will dictate how successful or not successful we will be when it comes to managing our money and our overall financial picture. Can you give us just kind of an overview of the impact of, you know, credit, both management-wise and mismanagement-wise? Sure, definitely. When we do counseling at ClearPoint, we see that a lot of people come in and they're just at a point where they're just completely overwhelmed. And even those of us who aren't necessarily overwhelmed, you know, we live busy lives. And so sometimes the financial side can go by the wayside while we're dealing with kids, parents, friends, work just the day-to-day activities. So, you know, we have some clients who come in that just have an open statement even in months, and it's just so important to, you know, get in tune with your finances, especially this month, to, you know, start new habits and and get those good habits in place so that you're keeping up on your finances, staying in tune with that, helping yourself prevent uh, and deter identity theft because that's such an issue here lately, um, as well as, as get your credit in check as well. We know a lot of people don't check their credit reports annually, and that's really important to do as well. So just financial fitness as a whole is really important, and especially this month, to get to get in tune with that. I think that that's a great thing. And isn't it ironic that National Financial Literacy Month is also the same month that taxes are due? <laughs> I, it really is. Unfortunately, you know, hopefully most of the listeners are, are getting a refund this year. But if they're not, it's a good time to, to listen in and, and figure out what to do to get that under control as well. It's really a holistic thing. Yeah, Michael's waving, so he must be getting some money back. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. All right, good. I hope you spend it on me. <laughs> Where are my chocolates? It's going, it's going in my first quarterly. What do you oh. <laughs> He always has these nice little dark chocolate, little little dove, th- those little dove things in, in, in the studio for me. So, because, you know, it's like, because I'm hypoglycemic. So, if I don't have my service dog oh, with I me, I always have these little chocolates. Oh, oh, look, and now he's going to go run and get some more, too. <laughs> See how great that is? I love this. I love this. Well, we all we all have our vices as long as it's in the budget, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. As and and you know, and one of the things is I cut down in other areas like entertainment, so I can have a nice dark chocolate budget. Because <laughs> you know, it allows me to plan more effectively that way. But life is better, you know. That they say that the dark chocolate is a mood altering substance, and it's so much better when I'm happy. <laughs> so, I think I need some well, of that. Every, you know, we see that, you know, with the clients, you know, everybody's priorities are different. There's no one size fits all to a, to a healthy budget. So, um, you know, we, we have a, 
an employee here at Clearpoint that spends about 30% of his budget on extreme sports like skydiving and, and having wild animals sit on his lap and that sort of thing. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's fine as long as he's got that worked out in his budget. You know, who am I to say what, what is and isn't important? But um, it's just important to be in tune with that so that you're not getting yourself in trouble. You're right. So we're here at the beginning of a new season. It's National Financial Literacy Month. And also our first key in our Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series is acceptance and affirmation. And the first part of that is acceptance. And most of the reason why I have seen in my coaching practice that people don't move forward and take action is because they don't even admit they have a problem. And I'm sure you see that in your practice as well. Oh, my gosh, yeah, and especially with couples because you might have one person that started to come around and the other person is just completely in denial and, and not and not seeing the light. And, you know, sometimes those situations blow up at your desk and it, it can be really hard to, to manage that and get everybody on the same team so that they're not, um, you know, you, when you're up against something like a financial hardship, you want to be on the same team with the with your partner and whoever's involved. Um, so it's really important to, to get those two people playing for the same team rather than fighting each other in a addition to fighting that. So what, what, do you, what is the first step? Okay, so if I'm single, I, I can, you know, I can wake up and start to smell the coffee, but what, what, are, what are kind of some of the first things, let's say you're the proactive spouse and you have the reactive spouse and maybe the reactive spouse is the one that's causing most of the challenges. How do you begin that conversation about like, hey, you know what, I don't know that we know what we're doing and maybe we should seek some help? Well, I think it's important just to to understand that it's a it's a non judgmental situation when you're going to see uh, an NFCC approved credit counselor is that the person isn't going to sit there and judge, you know, what how you've spent your money in the past or you know what your values are or what you're going to do. You know, it's not a judgmental situation. So I think it's really important. You know, we have so many clients that come through and and after the conversation they said, well, this was so much easier than I thought it would be. I know it's going to be hard you know, to overcome this challenge, but the actual counseling process was so much easier. I don't know why I had myself so stressed out. And, you know, it's because of that fact that we're not there to, to sit there and judge them or critique them on, on what they've done in the past. It's to come up with a game plan and an action plan of, of how to correct it and achieve those financial goals that the, the individuals have going forward and, and to get them on the same page and to get them in check with the reality of what's going in, what's coming out. Okay. So, Thomas, walk me through the process of of going to credit counseling. So I've picked up the phone. I've made an appointment. Take me through what's going to happen next. I'm going to come visit you or one of your staff and, and take the process from there. Sure. Well, you know, it, fortunately in this day and age, we have various channels that people can use. So some people prefer face-to-face, um, and we've got 51 offices in 16 states. It's the second largest credit counseling organization in the country. So that's available to a lot of people, and some people operate better with that, having that face-to-face relationship. Other people prefer kind of the anonymity of doing it online so they can actually start the process online. And, you know, if they get the whim at 3 o'clock in the morning, they're having some insomnia from their financial problems. They can they can get going online or repaydebt.org. Um, alternatively, they can also do it by phone during during most hours. Um, so it really is just a matter of what's best for that person. And a lot of people don't understand that they have those options and and can 
can take advantage of what option works best for their personality. But basically, at the time that we make the appointment, we, we advise them to gather all their financial paperwork and, and bring whoever else is involved. You know, I've had people come alone. I've had people come and bring their entire family all the way down to, you know, grandkids and, and ex-wives. And, you know, you wouldn't believe some of the people who, that come with the clients as kind of their support system. You know, it could be friends, whatever. Um, and that's Or the people that are fine. part of the problem, too. <laughs> they could be part of the problem. That's exactly right. And, you know, and sometimes it's kind of a wake-up call to those people as well that, you know, this is serious and, you know, that, that my loved one has had to seek help and it's kind of, it can be kind of a wake-up call for them, too. So that's that's a good point. Um, but basically, we, we encourage them to bring all their financial paperwork in as far as, you know, income, be it uh, wages or um, if, it, if they're on a, a pension or Social Security, that sort of thing. Uh, so we look at their income, their assets, their monthly housing and living expenses, uh, which we encourage people to, to get an idea of what that is before they come in, bring those bills, um, assets, monthly housing and living expenses, and then creditors, obviously. So we want to know, you know, who do you owe and how much and what are those interest rates and what are those payments and to get a, a complete financial picture of where somebody is so that we can come up with a, with an action plan that's based on their specific financial situation. You know, I've, hun- I've counseled hundreds of clients and there's no two situations that are exactly the same. Uh, and there's no way to give any sort of a recommendation to somebody from a, from a three minute phone call. So it really does take that, that at least that hour long, credit counseling session to get a feel for where this person is financially, to understand what their personal goals are, and to come up with an action plan of kind of a way out, an escape route for them, how they're gonna how they're gonna tackle this problem. So by the end of the session we've kind of gone over all their financial information and we've drawn up a, an action plan that's specific to them, uh, along with some specific steps they can take to improve their situation. And that can range anywhere from contacting creditors directly to reaching out to an attorney if they have a situation that that requires the assistance of an attorney, uh, to providing other community referrals, um, to suggesting a debt management program, um, to referring them to a a HUD-approved housing counselor for mortgage issues. Um, You know, there's all sorts of things that that come out of the counseling session. Um, And it could be a referral into another type of counseling. Somebody might be struggling with student loan debt, um, or they might be struggling with a mortgage. Um, so there's other types of counseling, many of which are provided by, by various grant funding so that they are all either free or low cost to the consumer. That's so once that awesome. session is over, we, yeah, so once that session's over, we kind of come up with a direction that they can take. So what I want to do now, because this that was pretty comprehensive, so what I'd like to do now is ask you that once somebody gets debt-free and once they overcome this, uh, how do they move forward? And I know you're working on a great project. I'd like to talk after the break. You are listening to Thomas Nietzsche on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. 
Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhall. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall. And my very special guest for National Financial Literacy Month is credit specialist extraordinaire, Thomas Nietzsche. And Thomas, before the break, we were talking about the process of money management, or I'm sorry, credit counseling and beginning the process of learning how to manage our money better. And now you finished up before the break with the complete process and how someone has a plan. So how often does somebody follow up with you once they have that plan in place? Well, just like the counseling process, that really depends on the individual as far as how much support they need and, and what sort of challenges they're facing. So, you know, we've got some clients that, that may do the initial counseling session and then they may start a debt management program and then kind of go radio silent. We don't really hear from them again, which sometimes that's actually a good sign that they've kind of, you know, gotten the, the understanding of what they need to do with their budget and they're following that recommended budget and they have their creditors under control with the lowered interest rate and payments, and they're on a plan to, to pay off that debt within a 60-month period. Um, so, you know, that's not a problem. But other clients may have an initial financial hardship, and then they may experience another financial hardship. You know, they may have a, you know, illness in the family or underemployment, unemployment, uh, medical situation, uh, another large unexpected bill come along, and it can throw them back into uh, you know, a financial bind, in which case a lot of times they'll come back to us and do follow-up counseling. Now, there isn't any limit. People can do as many as many follow-up sessions as they want. You know, we've got some clients who do come in, you know, as often as once a quarter to do kind of a financial checkup and see where they are, see where their credit stands, see where their creditors stand, update those balances, and, and make sure they're on track. Um, so it really just depends on the individual, and, it you know, we're fortunately we have the flexibility to work with people and, and offer whatever is best for them. That's awesome that, that someone can get an individualized program because some people do need more hand-holding than others. Now, what happens if you start seeing somebody that's got self-sabotaging behavior like they do really, really good, they get on the wagon, they've negotiated everything, paid everything, or paid, if they haven't paid it all off, they've gotten significantly further, less debt, and then all of a sudden they fall off the wagon. How do you handle those kind of scenarios? 
Well, yeah, that can be really difficult, and it's especially difficult if the client doesn't feel like they can talk to us at that point. Now, usually by then we have a rapport with them um, to where they do feel like they can communicate openly with us, but sometimes we do have people that don't, you know, like we talked about earlier, they don't want to face the problem and admit reality, and they may wait a couple of months of non-payment before they contact us, at which point it can be significantly harder to get them back on track. And the reason is that some creditors uh, will drop someone for non-payment from a debt management program after a couple of months, even sometimes just one missed payment. Um, and after that point, it can be very hard to get them set back up. It really depends on the individual creditor, but some, some will accept them again and some will not. Um, some will make them handle it on their own directly with the creditor. So um, we really encourage people to to reach out to us early if they feel like they're going to miss a payment or if they're going to be late on a payment to be in communication with their counselor so that they can advise them as to the you know damage control basically. So how to how to reduce the amount of damage both to the credit and to the person's personal finances. Right, and you know that that'll just destroy their self esteem on top of that and any any value or sense of self-worth that increased from attacking the problem to begin with can kind of just get erased and then it can almost set them further back than when they started originally. Sure. If, if they sure. It can set them back psychologically and it can set them back financially too, because if, you know, if the client doesn't follow up with us, um, we may not be aware that the creditor has dropped them from the program, in which case their balances on their cards could actually go up instead of down. So that's why the communication between the counselor and the client and the creditor is so important. And the client really is the hub for communication. So it's important that the client remains engaged with their counselor so that they can stay on track to get that paid down. Because the last thing we want to do is see somebody with balances going up instead of down. Right. Now you are working on an incredible new program for folks that have made it through your your credit counseling program successfully and they've been able to eliminate their debt and they've been able to stick to a financial plan that you've been able to create for them. And now what's the next step after that? That's exactly what this is targeted for. It's called My Financial Blueprint and it's a program that focuses on creating a financial improvement plan to provide the clients resources to build a solid long-term financial foundation and to help them achieve important financial milestones. So the the person will be assigned a financial architect, which will help them set goals that strengthen their overall financial well-being and manage risk and expanding their buying power and building assets. So basically what we have is clients who have completed a debt remanagement program, and, and we, we have them in a pilot program right now where these clients, you know, they may have been paying anywhere between, say, you know, even $500 to $1,000 a month towards credit card debt, and now they've paid off that debt. And we, what we want to do is, is make sure that they are using that money now towards other financial goals that are, gonna, that are going to uh, strengthen them financially and give them sustainability, uh, make sure that they're, you know, investing, um, making sure that they are accumulating wealth, uh, making sure that they are planning for retirement or for education, whatever their, their long-term goals might be. Because what we don't want to do is for that money to just get kind of swallowed up in their day-to-day living budget and not really accomplish any further financial goals. And I think that that's a big consideration, too, that people need to make because they they come out of this and, and without a plan going forward to create resources and invest, they have a higher, I guess, likelihood of recidivism and, and to fall back into their own patterns again if they don't have a purpose for that money. 
Exactly, exactly. And the first thing we do with a lot of people that are in debt management programs, they've not had the ability to save money on top of paying down their debt. So the first thing we look at is to, to make sure they've got emergency reserves in place. So if, you know, if that refrigerator breaks or that furnace gives out, that they are falling back on their own savings rather than relying on credit and, and accumulating more debt. Um, you know, protecting their assets and replacing income if they've had a reduction of income in the past. Um, and then obviously maintaining their credit worthiness or improving their credit uh, and mainstreaming their financial relationships and, and increasing regular savings in addition to those very long-term goals like retirement and education planning. Well, this has been a really productive conversation. I'm so excited with, about the work that you're doing to take you know, credit counseling to the next level by off, offering this My Financial Blueprint. And, and I think that it's so critical because I, what I see in my coaching practice is folks come back, they come back, they, they trip and fall, and then we've got these psychological issues that compound the financial issues. And without a plan going forward, it's like getting out of debt is a short-term plan. We still have to have a long-term plan for retirement, quality of life, kids' educations, if, if we so need that, you know, emergency fund preparing for the care of an indigent parent or if you have a special needs child. All these other things play into your life, not just the debt that you've accumulated either deliberately or accidentally, you know, through circumstances that you happen to acquire debt. And I think that this is so tremendous. It's exactly true. And we see those, we see those clients the same way you mentioned that sometimes they'll come back again and again. You know, they'll finish a debt repayment program and a couple of years later they're back in your office and, and it's just really disheartening both for the, the counselor as well as for the, you know, obviously for the consumer who's racked up that debt. And sometimes it's things beyond their control and sometimes it's not. But, you know, regardless, we're not going to judge them. We're going to take them through that process again. Um, but, you know, hopefully this new program will help those who completed debt management program not to find themselves in that same financial situation. You know, not that we, not that we aren't willing to help them again or that we want to turn away any business, but we want to, we want to improve the financial sustainability and speak to our mission, which is uh, consumer health through financial education. So Thomas, if folks want to get a hold of you and they're ready to take that first step and explore the options that they have with credit counseling or their financial blueprint, where can folks find you? The best place to go would be our website, which is repaydebt.org. Um, it's got some great information there as well as where you can start the process immediately online. Uh, also has some really good testimonials actually from a couple of clients that I counseled personally. So I'm really proud of their willingness to step up and, and talk about their experiences with ThirdPoint and their experiences with their, their personal finances. And uh, those videos are those testimonial videos are available on that website as well, repaydebt.org. Alternatively, people can give us a call anytime. 877-877-AGAIN-1995. Well, thank you again for being a part of our show, Thomas. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Thomas's show page and get all the linky links to his good stuff and more. Stay tuned on our first episode of National Financial Literacy Month and Season 19 of Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. 
Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew what they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonhalls here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the midday news report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio Season 19. And we are celebrating National Financial Literacy Month as well. Thank you so much for joining us. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, thanks for stopping by. We hope you're gaining value from today's show. And your timing is perfect because it is time for our Keys to Riches segment. The Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money, it also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time from our Keys to Riches financial wellness series. And this is our very first key, acceptance and affirmation. And this is an important key because we can talk all day long if we wanted to about how to balance checkbooks, how to invest in the stock market. But if you don't identify that there's a need for that, you ain't going to do it. If you don't identify that maybe you're not so good with your finances or maybe you're just starting out, maybe you're 18 and you're in college and nobody told you nothing. Mom and dad paid all the bills, took care of everything, and you have no idea what to do because all you had to do was keep your babysitting money or your waitressing money or whatever you did while you were in school and you got to spend it on whatever you wanted and you actually have no idea how to pay rent if you're not in a dorm, how to pay a bill, how to go get a money order, how to open up a checking account. Perhaps all of these skills are foreign to you. Now, you can pretend like everybody else that, you know, oh, yeah, I'm cool, whatever, and you can try to figure it out. You can get caught up in the frenzy of buying prepaid debit cards so you can pay things electronically, or you can um, actually take an active role in your financial knowledge. And that's what's so important about this week's key for acceptance and affirmation. And it's a twofold key because 
first, we're going to work to accept where we are financially. And then second, we are going to affirm our abilities. And we're going to talk about that because it's specifically related to how we process information and the brain. And the reason why this is so important is because when it comes to addressing things that we are uncomfortable about, we get... We start getting creeped out physically. Our physiology changes when we get fearful or scared, doesn't it? So, so what happens is that sets a trigger that lets forth all of these biological functions in our body when we get scared or, or we feel threatened. And when that happens, it shuts down our ability to think logically. And we don't even think logically first. Let's talk about this. So first, our first brain that evolved is the first brain we think with, and that is our instinctual activity. That's our, our, our reptilian brain, and we it's fight, freeze, or flee in this moment. And if you're threatened in any way, this is going to start dumping hormones that are going to, that are going to keep you from going forward in the thought process. Then as we evolved, we had these mammalian brains is what distinguishes us from other invertebrates. And this allows us to emote. This allows us to remember. It makes associations. So if we don't get triggered by an instinctual response like the fear of, of loss of life, because that brain thinks in two, two modes, seek pleasure and avoid pain. Then we move to our second brain which then, if neither of those things get triggered, and it's just like, okay, the stimulus in our environment we're used to, we're not threatened by, whatever, then we have an emotion about whatever it is that's happening or occurring to us right now. If it's pleasurable, then we're going to be enjoying ourselves, we're going to be relaxed, we're going to be content, we're going to be happy. But if we are not enjoying ourselves, if we are like, oh, my gosh, I remember the last time this happened, you know, when a car pulled in front of me, you know, I got into a car accident, blah, blah, blah. So, like, all of a sudden you start seizing up when you see a car cut in front of you because you are anticipating something that was painful before. And you're, you're having this emotion that it was uncomfortable. You were hurt for a long time. This stinks. So now... That's going to go back to a survival mode because once we start feeling uncomfortable, if we have this feeling that's not a positive feeling, then we're going to flip and start dumping hormones. And again, in either case, the thought process gets shut off. And then finally, if we don't get riled instinctually and if we don't have a, an, an extreme emotion one way or the other, then we will probably have an opportunity to think logically about the particular event. But that happens last. And people say to me, and you know, what people have found when they take my workshops or courses, or it's also in Cracking Your Money Code, that if we thought with our logic brain first, we wouldn't be able to function because our ability to make decisions becomes so extravagant that the process itself we get caught up in and lost. And so I'll give you an example. So if your logic brain thought first, so you get up and you go downstairs and you start to eat breakfast and you look outside and you see that it's raining, okay? Now, the night before, you laid out this really cool outfit that you wanted to wear. You bought these fancy new heels. You've got this new suit because you've got this important meeting. But now you see it's raining and you're like, okay, well, it's raining. And so um, I probably shouldn't wear my new shoes. 
So that means that I can't wear my new outfit. So I should probably wear my green outfit because this blue outfit is, is brand new and I don't want to get it ruined by the weather. Now this green outfit is more appropriate for the weather, you know, because the shoes aren't as new. So I don't care if they get ruined, but because, you know, they run the air conditioning so cold where I work, you know, having a short sleeve blouse and this thinner material for this skirt is probably not going to be good either because then I'm going to get cold at work. And then when I'm cold, I usually catch a cold and it makes my immune system run down. But if I wear this red outfit, that's not, I don't like it as much. And if I wear this red outfit, then um, I'm going to be nice and warm inside the building and comfortable, but I'm going to be really uncomfortable everywhere else getting to and from work. And so, and on and on and on it goes. So we keep reasoning and reasoning. And, you know, one of the things, one of my favorite uh, sayings is there's three sides to every story, his side, her side, and the truth. And we can always find justification in, in, in trying to create a sense of logic for ourselves. And so if we started with that brain, we would never impulsively, you know, instinctually, subconsciously do the things that we need to do to get to work. Cause, cause now it's 11 o'clock and you miss two hours of work trying to figure out what you're going to wear. Yeah. Cause it's raining, right? So we want to be able to have all of our brains work in concert. So one we're going to learn through this next season is about controlling our physiology and understanding what's going on and why and how we can overcome those things. But the first thing that we need to get to is a place of acceptance. And Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, the late Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, wrote an amazing book and she did an incredible amount of work about the end of life and, and on death and dying was this one book that we were kind of forced to read when I was in college. But, you know, and then I couldn't understand why at like 18 I had to read this book because I was like, what does this have to do with me? But it talked about the process of grieving and coming to terms and acceptance and like acceptance is like the last stage in this five stage process of grieving. You know, first we have anger, denial, blah, blah, blah. And denial is such a warm, fluffy blanket. I mean, we wrap ourselves in denial and we can convince ourselves of anything. I mean, I think about all of the people I know, both personally and professionally, and a lot of my coaching clients that it's it's a tug of war to get them to let go of that security blanket. Because if you're in denial, first off, in your mind, you don't have any problems, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the bonus of being in denial. And I, I would imagine everybody's got some aspect of denial in their life. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Everybody does. I mean, it's you're not like ostracized for it because we all do it, you know. So, uh, so we have this warm, fluffy blanket. So, you know, it's a good place to be because we don't believe that there's anything wrong. Now, the reason why we kind of stay in denial is, you know, like maybe we have an inkling that something's wrong, but if we acknowledge it, then it's on us. If we don't do something about it, it becomes our fault in some way, you know, and I I like my husband has this one saying, you know, not making a decision is making a decision. So, so the lack of taking any action is a choice. So if we stay in denial, we can actually avoid making that choice because if we make a choice to recognize that something exists in our life that we're uncomfortable with, 
then that means that we're probably going to have to do something about it. And maybe there's fear associated with doing something about it. Maybe I don't know how to do something about it. And in relation to finances, gosh, I should pay more attention to what I'm doing with my spending. You know, I only have like 20 grand in credit card debt. Maybe, maybe I should watch this, but then I don't know how to watch my spending. I don't know how to create a budget. So I'm just going to stay back in denial and keep this warm, fluffy blanket on. Because once we strip that away, we're going to get a little chilly because we're now experiencing the reality of something. But the bonus in that is that once we do decide to take that warm, fuzzy blanket of denial off, now we can do something about it and we can be proactive and we can actually maybe excel at something. And if you have all your life been ridiculed, you can't do that. You're not good at anything. Number, you're terrible at numbers. You've been reinforced that you're not good at it. And that's where the second part of this week's key comes in. And that is where the affirmation part comes in because we have to undo all of the garbage that you've been programmed with about your abilities. And probably part of the reason why you might not have any success with your finances is you were probably told you were bad with numbers or that you would never be good at that. And so we have to reprogram ourselves and we have a really special process here at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation that we use and it's called our six P's for affirmation success. And just any affirmation won't do. Saying, I want to be rich, that's more of a statement. That's not necessarily an affirmation because we've got the word want, which is to wane, wither, or die, to be without. So we're already focusing on a lack of something we don't have. And rich, or to be, is what? In futuro. It's in the future, right? And so what do we know about the brain? We're in the moment. So... That's off in the future, so someday I'll be rich, but someday, as we know, is not a day of the week, right? right. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh, someday. I mean, but, <laughs> yeah, someday's not in there. So, so, so it's in the future, and then rich. Well, what is rich to you? Like, if you're homeless, somebody that has 100 bucks is rich. But if you have 100 bucks, you might think that the guy that has 1,000 is rich. So it's all relative in, in your definitions of it. So, so we can't be that vague and that in the future. An affirmation has to be structured in a way that it's believable, it's achievable, and, and it's similar to goal setting, but even more precise. Because what we're trying to do is set up the neural pathways in the brain to make you believe that you have the ability to make something happen, to schedule your success. Like Mark Victor Hansen said when he kicked off last, last season's uh, first episode. So what we need to do is start affirming our abilities. So the, these six P's are simply first that uh, it needs to be in the first person. It's got to be I. You can't have an affirmation about your kid, you know. I want my kid to be successful. I want my kid to get good grades. doesn't work like that. You only have you. So it's got to be stated in the first person, I. I am, I have, I do. Present tense is our next thing. So it must be as if it's already occurring. So it's got to be present moment. So it's I am. I am happy. I am um, healthy. I am, you know, fortunate. Like that's the beginning part of it. So First person, present tense. Now, it has to be within your power, okay? So saying, I am a lottery winner, 
is not within your power. You have no ability, unless you cheat, to win the lottery. It's a pure game of chance. You can't control that. So it's not within your power. It also needs to be present tense. So you can't say, I don't want to be poor, because now you're affirming poverty. And one little thing about the brain is we don't hear the word no. No is not an active word for us. So like if you want to stop doing something, don't say no, don't do that because all you're hearing is do that. (laughs) You're not hearing the no, don't. Okay. And so your brain just hears do that. Like don't forget the bread and milk when you go to the store. And what do you do? You come home with everything but. But if you said please remember, now that's action words. You're telling yourself remember. As opposed to don't forget, you're telling yourself to forget. Because your brain is going to look for that next action word. And no is not an action word. It can't take action with that word. So it's got to be present tense. It's got to be positive. It's got to be within your power. And it also needs to be precise. So instead of saying rich, I am on schedule to have $1,000 in my bank account for my emergency fund by such and such date. And be specific. So in three paychecks, in 10 paychecks, whatever it is, however you figure it out, you can sock it away. And then the last P is practiced. You've got to be practiced. And that is your six P's for affirmation success. You've got to do them over and over. The best time is to handwrite them out before bed. That last 30 minutes before you fall asleep is one of the most powerful places you can take and practice rote memorization stuff and affirming your success. And then you want to say your first thing in the morning, focus that mind, not on rolling over, kissing the spouse, letting out the dog, taking the kids to school. Focus your mind on your higher purpose, which are your affirmations and your goals and achievements that you wish to accomplish for that day, week, month, and year. And then anytime anybody takes you off your game and tries to rain on your parade, don't let them. Go retrain that brain and refocus on the positive. Don't let them get you down 20 people can say that's a beautiful dress you have on one person says what made you put that on this morning and you focus on the negative so we want to focus on the positive so anytime somebody upsets you and trust me i've been pulling out my affirmations all day long lately just to try to stay focused and positive because it seems like just lately things have been going sideways and so it happens to the best of us so that's what you got to do you got to get to a place where you can accept the fact that you don't know what you need to know about money or you haven't been effective lately and you also affirm the power to change it. So that's it for this week's key. I am so excited that you got to be a part of this show. For this week's key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, visit unlockyourwealthradio.com and for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get Get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash freebook and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Thomas Nietzsche and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 